Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Have you seen that meme with the turtle? It's like one turtle jumping, I think, on another, and the caption is just surprise butt sex or something. No, I hate that. It's funny. It's super funny. I'll send it to you later. Okay, okay. Send it to me after. Okay. How are you? Oh, um, I'm good. I'm a snoozy gal lately, but that's okay. It's the sads are getting me down, you know? Uh, How are you? Honestly, same. Yeah, sad. I've just been like, I can't get out of bed. I sleep until 8.45. The other day I was like super depressed. I think it's just because at like 3 p.m. the sun starts to go down and that life sucks. But, right? Right? Hate it. Do you have windows in your office at work? Yeah, but then, like, everybody likes them closed, so then when the sun does come out, I, like, go around and, like, turn them all open. <laughs> it's out! It's out! It's out! It's like Literally, a that was me. That was me the other day when it was out for, like, five minutes. I was like, the sun! And I, like, You're like, up all the curtains. Free vitamin D for everybody! Yeah, and then <laughs> I was like, I'm busy, but I'm standing by this window for five minutes. I don't even care. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got this big old window here, and so I watch the sun go down as I'm, like, working, and it's so sad. It's <laughs> depressing. It's yeah. the worst. Yeah. But- well, Marty said that December 21st is the winter Solstice. equinox. Solstice? Yes. Is the equinox and sol- solstice the same thing? No, I don't think so. I think it's the spring equinox and the winter solstice. Yeah, that I could be right. completely wrong. I've, I, you know what? You're, I just be confident because I, trust I mean, that. yeah, that's that. what it is. <laughs> totally. Anyway, anyway, he said it was happening on December twenty first. So the sun, mm-hmm. so gradually our days will become longer, and that's not too far away. We've only yeah. got <laughs> twenty days. <laughs> we can make it. <laughs> that was funny your arm just like <laughs> well would you look at that well there hasn't been a sun around here in 25 years honestly fuck fuck i feel so? like those people on like Svalbard or whatever that island by the north pole and they have like polar night for like three oh, months <laughs> how much would that suck I'd hate my life, but like they enjoy. They're like, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm like, Who are you? They, I like, guess show just... them walking through the town, and they're like, It's noon, and it's like pitch black, and you're like, <laughs> the fuck. I guess you could do like weird activities, like you drink coffee in the dark, and that would be like, like you're rebelling, like you're like, Ooh, look at me oh, doing this shoot. thing. <laughs> yeah, I feel like. I'd get all mixed up in my head and be like, it's nighttime, I sleep know. time. I Just know. wake no. Yeah, wake the ser- you're... <laughs> when it February like... ends. Sorry. <laughs> Your melatonin is triggered by the sun going down 
darkness. Farming yes. and stuff. Farming and stuff. Mm-hmm. Back to the farming days and whatever. So you would just be literally sleeping all the time. You'd yeah. have to take cocaine. <sighs> yes. Uppers. Uppers <laughs> all the time. Uppers all the time. Yeah. Because it's just you know. the world is a downer. <laughs> just a little snuff. Just a little bump. <laughs> eight ball baby what up (laughs) i don't know they got the white stuff all around (laughs) make it snow (laughs) yeah beach um we could be like molly from the maid and wonder why everybody was eating powdered donuts without a napkin (laughs) honestly that's us what is this white stuff who dare not put a napkin down underneath their donuts (laughs) oh dang it (laughs) Oh my gosh. Anyway, what up? What are you listening to? What are you doing? Literally nothing. Every time I've picked up a book, I've literally fallen asleep within like two pages. So I haven't made any progress on almost anything. So that's cool for me. Did you finish the guest list? No. (laughs) You're going to try to start a new book? No, no, I haven't been able to like read more than like a page on anything. Oh, except for our book, hopefully. Well, I, I woke up early this morning and read it because oh! every time I go to like pick it up at nighttime, I'm just like honk shoe, honk shoe, honk shoe. Oh no! But it's good though, right? It's good. It's, it's a good. Yeah. No. Yeah. It is a good book. It's it's good, and I read through it quickly, obviously, this morning. But like, yeah, that's just what how are I've been. you listening to, or like watching, or consuming? Nothing. Okay. You cleaned your bathroom this morning. Kind of started it. Did you it. use that scrub, mommy? Didn't use my scrub, mommy, beach. Yeah, Hell yeah! And scrub I put the faucet and in her mouth and went like this. You were like, "Eat it, bitch!" Horror. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I did, and I laughed. Do you like it? Yeah. Deeper, deeper. Get on your knees and smile like a donut. Beach. <laughs> or worst nice that's good though sometimes what about you just gotta you? show that mommy who's boss yeah 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 mommy <laughs> um i'm still reading the things we do in the dark but it's good i'm enjoying it it takes place in canada the author is canadian and toronto and then there's so like the girl ends up getting put somewhere else like the main character and it she ends up in maple sound which is two hours north of toronto and i was like so it's either owen sound or perry sound Mm -hmm. and they're both like 2.5 hours but owen sound is slightly like northwest where perry sound so i'm Mm -hmm. guessing it's like perry sound but weird shit happens there so they probably didn't want to have like that association like you know what i mean like yeah you can't be like that's the town where all the rapists live or whatever like kind of where nice all those right ra- where all that raping goes on <laughs> yeah exactly nice. so anyway so it's called maple sound which is just weird like i was like that's so weird because because i'm here i'm in i'm yeah. living it you know you're in maple sound hello kind of kind I of mean. jinx she kind of called it mapleville and it would have been huntsville or Huntsville and just done it up real good. <laughs> Huntsville Beach. What That's beach. where all the coons live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So it's good that I'm still reading it though and just living my best life, Dateline Forever on the pod world. 
Dateline for Evs. What was Oh, they um Ashley recommended that I watch Wednesday. Mm, yeah, when, and I'm so I think I might watch I haven't started. I'm go- might watch that this weekend. I keep seeing stuff on the internet about it and I think I would like it. So I think I'd like it as on well. my list too. There was a show that I saw on um like a preview just came up on YouTube and I was like this looks right up our alley like just kind of like it's not true crimey it's called love life and it's got Anna, Anna Kendrick in it what yeah Do you know what you know what I was just about to say I was there was another show that came across my thing and I can't remember the name of it after I was going to talk about anyways yes I think we're thinking was it that one thing. yeah ah nice so yeah that's on crave so I was gonna check that out craving it Mm-hmm. and i just randomly found out on the netflix there was some new fucking episodes of unsolved mysteries and that show is everything to me yes, yes. that's what i was watching that was sick yeah i i'm excited for your sunday for you to just watch those why so you can just watch unsolved oh. mysteries oh yeah i was watching them while i was working this week noise that's noise. my jam yeah love that yeah. for you i can't watch the new ones when i'm trying to fall asleep because i'm too interested in them i have to watch mm-hmm. the old ones because i've seen them all so i like fall asleep right mm-hmm. stop mm-hmm. stop being me <laughs> we live we lead rough lives <laughs> did you do your 2022 wrapped in apple music did you i did but then i didn't and what were your t- top five okay this is my top five one second you do you do your top five first okay <laughs> know like how it formulates it because i'm fairly certain like i listen to more than this but anyway my top five were one taylor swift two dan mangan three jay-z four drake five kanye west (laughs) it like just progressively goes (laughs) and like taylor and kanye are exact opposites (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, okay i give you mine this is I feel like I'm unhinged, maybe slightly a little bit like you. Okay. Harry Styles, <laughs> number one. Nice. Obviously. Japan Harry yes. Okay. Well, no, I like all his albums, all three okay. of them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Japan Droids, Alexis, Gaslight Anthem, and then Parkway Drive. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So it's the Harry Styles for you. Yeah. Yeah. Did that GP, Guilty Pleasure? sometimes and then it just took over this year once harry's house came out but then number six is taylor swift right after parkway drive which is strange (laughs) do you listen to taylor swift you listen to midnight i list like the new album in 1989 yeah 1989 is a good one i i think that taylor just took number one for me because i literally just listened to midnight's like i couldn't i couldn't stop it's like the perfect working album for me it's good it's good because when you're doing like writing or when you have to like actually consume what you're doing it's hard to listen to a podcast and so that's when I do the Taylor stuff and it's just good nice I love that I've been listening to I feel that vibe because while I'm working I usually listen to like lo-fi music Mm, just like yeah rain and like a little bit of a beat and stuff it's like yeah love that (laughs) That's my love. Wow, I feel so relaxed. Lo-fi. Lo-fi. High five. 
High five. What up, bitch? That's me. High five. All right. Anyway. Okay. Let's talk about this book. All right. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. She commented on her post. I already told you that. And I literally wanted to write back, like, please tell me nobody dies in this book. However, I don't think she would understand. Like, True. that's not a her problem. That's an no. us problem. It's it's an us. It's a collective book club problem. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I didn't want to bring her into our, like, grief, right? Yeah, yeah. She just wouldn't understand. No. And I'm just excited about the penguins. I'm just focusing on the penguins. Oh, them scooting around. Oh, on their tabooging, tabooging in. On their little bellies. Oh, they're yeah. so good. Okay, so we're reading How the Penguins Saved Veronica Veronica by Hazel Pryor, and this is week uno. And we're reading chapters one to 14. And I start. Hey-o. Okay. Nice. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. Okay, so chapter one, Veronica. What do you think of Veronica? I love her. (laughs) (laughs) I love her too. Did you read A Man Called Ove? Ove? By Frederick? A long time ago. Yeah, I feel like her and him need to get together. Yes. 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 I think... Okay. Maybe I'll reread that. Or listen to it? Or listen. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Continue. That could be a good one. Okay. So... We're in Scotland, and it's May 2012. We meet Veronica McCready. And what is happening in this current moment is that she wants all the mirrors out of the house. They have got to go. She does not want to look at herself. Then we meet Eileen, and she comes every day to clean, but Veronica doesn't think that she does a very good job, (laughs) which is very funny, but she still comes every day. 
it's like Veronica's like this like crusty old woman, but she's not also, you know? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. perfect. I love She's her. got a hard exterior. Mm-hmm. She's got an exoskeleton. She's a bee, mm-hmm. but she could be squished if you wanted to. Okay. <laughs> um, Veronica wants to replace the empty spot above the mantle that used to have a mirror in it with uh, there um, with a painting of quote empty of human beings would be best so we're really getting a feel for veronica mm-hmm. um which i'm down for too you know sometimes you mm-hmm. just need no humans i feel like i identify with her yeah and i'm not 86 years old <laughs> <I know>. same <laughs> same um so eileen goes to store all the mirrors there's like a back room at veronica's house and she comes back with a box that has a lock on it and she's asking veronica what it is apparently the only person who can ever see the contents of this box is her and it contains things she hasn't thought about in decades so there is some mystery around this box and there's also a lot of intrigue for eileen around this box so Mrs. McCready, as we learn that she prefers to be addressed as, not Veronica, um, is settling in to watch the only thing worth watching on TV that night, Earth Matters. <laughs> However, is she us the, when we're stoned? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> However, the Earth Matters season has ended, so now she's being forced to watch The Flight of Penguins. It's narrated by, I didn't actually even look it up. Is Robert Saddlebow a real person? Bo? Saddlebow? I don't think so. I think they're trying to like say like David David Attenborough, Attenborough. but probably can't say his name. Okay. Okay. That's what I thought too. Okay. So it's narrated by Robert Saddlebow. Is it Saddlebow or Saddlebow? Probably. I was wondering the same thing. I was like, is it Bo or Bow? We'll just say it however we want, because this exactly. is our podcast, not yours. yours. Let's just switch it up. Let's just not yeah. make it consistent. You'll never know who we're talking about. <laughs> Robbie S. Okay. Um, and she greatly respects him. And he explains that penguins are becoming endangered. And this kind of bums her out, as it as is his aim, obviously. He's trying to get some support here. Um, she finishes the program and goes to get herself a cup of tea and a caramel wafer which i was looking at you with your um werther's baby love a werther's and an earl gray she had an earl gray and i was she like had an earl gray. yeah she had an earl gray um and she spies the box and she debates opening it however this is pandora's box and she thinks that it belongs with the spiders in the back room intrigue mm-hmm. what in that box bitch what's in your box what's in your box okay we're still with veronica it's the next day and she's like where are my mirrors at put them all back <laughs> but imagine um, being eileen you'd be like hey yeah. <laughs> oh fine okay <laughs> uh eileen's like how are you not intrigued by what's in the box and are you going to open it and all this stuff and then she tells Eileen that she knows the code because her memory is perfect and she doesn't want her husband Doug near her box (laughs) (laughs) because he she offers that Doug could open it um with all the mirrors back in place 
she sees what she dislikes looking at and that's herself she's remarking on how unpleasant she looks now um, and not the young looking woman from years ago and this is why she's not fond of the mirrors um veronica lives in scotland where it is windy damp and just sounds unpleasant but she's on her daily walk and she's got her cane a fabulous sounding handbag and her trash picker upper which is a, <laughs> this, this is a lifelong habit that her father must have instilled in her and they had a common saying that people who litter in the country shot side should be shot goodbye she hates the trash. later bug later bug <laughs> later bug later bug <laughs> <laughs> got my trash picker on my hand sorry okay later bug okay um we find out that veronica lives alone in a massive 12 bedroom house with beautiful gardens and it's a lot of upkeep but she bought it back in 1956 just because she could <laughs> um so it seems like the box has just been staring at her so she's like fine i'll open it if i must um the combination is 1942 so i'm wondering if that's probably significant of some sort and inside is a locket with four specimens which are four strands of hair from four different people two of them are entwined um, the brown and the auburn there's another piece of darker hair and then a tiny wisp of fine light hair. Um, and then she's like, nerp, I can't handle looking at the locket right now. Goodbye. She puts it away. Um, what else is in there is two black leather journals that are horribly familiar to her because they're her old ones. Um, and then she's like, I'm going to read these, but first I need another tea. Mm. Um and then we find out it's just like writings and musings from her youth. Talk about like the symbolism of compartmentalizing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just literally... lock it away in a box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then put it with the spiders. Goodbye. Don't night. That. Okay. So Veronica has read through the night of all of her journals from when she was 15 years old. Um, and one question has followed her around all dang day. The locket has a new home, which is under her pillow, although the diaries are locked up again. They had yet to go. Bye-bye. Um, she can hear the clock. This reminded me of you. She can hear the clock and can't hear herself. <laughs> That's you. It's like literally anything. Repetitive although, yeah. Although she was able to take out her hearing aids, so maybe yes. you just need to wait until you can get to that point. I'm already <laughs> going deaf. I'm always like, "Hello, <laughs> what are you saying?" So she takes out her hearing aids, but now when she's trying to talk to Eileen, she can't hear a word, which is just so funny. Um, Veronica has not created a will yet because she feels like that's asking for trouble. However, she doesn't want her wealth to go to the government. <laughs> which i love um but she also doesn't have any living relatives she thinks that 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 veronica asks eileen to search the internet for an agency one that can help locate long lost family members 
interesting. We don't quite know what's going on yet, but we're getting an idea. Um, Later that night, she's watching another Penguin show. She thinks of something her dad once told her, which was, quote, there are three types of people in this world. Very. He called her Very, which I loved for short for Veronica. There are those who make the world worse, those who make no difference, and those who make the world better. Be one who makes the world better if you can. Um, And then aside from picking up litter, she's not sure her life has been useful at all, which is kind of a bummer feeling mm-hmm. i bet when you're 80 something um that night when she goes to bed she writes but because her memory is flawless but just as a reminder she mm-hmm. writes penguins on her mirror with her eyebrow pencil and then i fucking love these chapters we get to read terry's penguin blog and then i just wrote all cats cute <laughs> it's cute so cute so terry tells us about the penguins so this time she's oh fuck i meant to look this up she's talking about the it's got an accent goo which means it's got an a sound so it's the ad elve adelie adelie a a a d this is all for all our listeners they've read it too (laughs) it's for the penguins a specific type okay She's talking about these cute-ass penguins and how they will give a potential mate stones as a gift when they're trying to court them. And they will also do an irresistible penguin dance. (laughs) Yeah, they will. Um, And there is one penguin in particular. So the the blog is written by some scientists who are studying um, penguins. We find that out later. But anyway, there's one penguin in particular who stands out because he has very different coloring than all the rest. And so they're always able to recognize him year after year. And they call him Sudi. And his mate from the past four seasons is not with him. And he's just very alone. And that's sad. Poor Sudi. But it also talks about how um, penguins will steal pretty stones from other penguins' nests. Klepto penguins. (laughs) Yeah. We meet Patrick. It's May of 2012, and we're at his flat in Bolton. Um, We find out that he's recently broken up with his ex-girlfriend um about two weeks ago and hasn't even heard a word from her even after four years of dating <laughs> that kind of sucks so we find out that his ex's name is lynette and she pieced out like ghost style just like took her stuff and was like bye see you never however the more we learn the more that it probably it wasn't makes... like that <laughs> no yeah <laughs> Or it makes sense. One yeah, of the two. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it built. Like there was a build. Yes. It was yes. building. <laughs> yes. But of course, Patrick didn't do anything wrong. No. No. But his friend Gavin told him that sh- he has seen her with somebody else. So. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, I didn't really, I didn't really appreciate that the author used some derogatory words words to describe what her new 
man is like. I think yes. she could have just gotten across that her new man is racist without using the racist Oh, term, he's what I'm racist. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, yes. okay, okay. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Lynette's new builder boyfriend is a racist. I think she could have just gotten that across differently without having to use derogatory terms. To Amen. Say it. Agreed. So he's all like, how could you leave him for me? Like, he's a racist and I'm smart and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, whatever. I'm just going to give up and become a lump of jelly. Who cares? Literally. Yes. Um. So now it's been three weeks and now he's in the spot of where did it all go wrong? Was it actually my fault? He can't get her out of her head. Um he we find out that he's late for work and of course he's hung over we find out that he works for gav the friend who told him about this new man um at his bicycle shop once a week only um on mondays and he's like worried that he's going to make his whole business go under because he's dealing with his own shit of his own um and he's trying to work but can't stop thinking of her and he's like I need weed. <laughs> so now he's going down like an old spiral, apparently. It's now week four of being without Lynette, and he finally got kicked out of the apartment because, of course, he couldn't make the rent without her. Um, Gav kindly found him a bed sit, though. Um, he's a churchy kind of guy, but he's good shit by the sounds of it. <laughs> he meets with Judith, Judith, which is the ex that still speaks to him and asks her to part with some of her weed plants. And um, he was hoping that they would maybe sleep together, but she's like, nah, no. <laughs> um, he, you know, it's bad when. <laughs> you know, it's bad when. Exactly. <laughs> um, he brings his two weed plants back, which he names Weedle D and Weedle Dumb, which mm. is hilarious but he's talking about going back down this path that he used to be without Lynette um and the next time he's in at work he asks Gab why he's not been fired yet and apparently he is a bike wizard essentially and up until this point he had been an honest hard-working and reliable person um on his way out of his bed sit he sees a letter for himself and he thinks automatically is it from Lynette but psych the penmanship is a plus which Lynette's is not um and essentially the Patrick uh, the letter is just like hey Patrick I'm your grandpa grandma um I gave up my son for adoption and I'd like to meet you so you know check yes or no and let me know <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yep all right. So Patrick is less than enthused about a quote new granny, which I actually laughed out loud about. <laughs> like kicking him when he's down, he gets a new yeah. granny. <laughs> Damn it. Um, we find out that his dad with <laughs> his dad, which would have been Veronica's son, is not his favorite person and not after what he did to his mom. So, uh-oh, something's going on there. He tosses the gar the letter in the garbage but misses. Um he I wrote he truly is just a lump on a log. Like he's just watching TV, chatting with his weed plants. He works once a week. Like he's just living this jelly lifestyle. <laughs> mhm. Mm 
Um, Patrick reads the letter again, and he says, quote, I've never made any attempt to find my dad. So we do know that they are estranged and they don't seem to have a relationship. So this is very weird for him. Um, We also find out that Patrick is 27. So he decides to write her back. He's it's short and to the point, pretty much just saying like, yeah, sure, let's meet. <laughs> um, and he decides to send the letter as well. So while he's sending the letter, he may as well go out for a beer. Obviously. Might as well. Yeah. Walking After, right past it. So yeah, walking right past it. After he posts the letter, he starts to feel bad about being kind of rude in his response um and he starts dreaming up this quote sweet old bitty that is granny veronica (laughs) which couldn't be i know couldn't be further from the truth um and he decides that he'll bake her a cake when she comes to visit and that will be what bonds them because she must love baking cakes too right obviously what else do you guys do We're still with Patrick, and today he's woken up feeling better and realizes, wow, I've let myself go. It's time Mm -hmm. to sort myself out. Um, He gets a, he sees a message, voice message, and it's just like, hey, it's it's Veronica McCready. I'm going to be at your place at 12. He's like, hell's bells. I got to go make a cake. (laughs) And this is after he had just been at the grocery store. So he's kind of irritated. Um, on his way back from the grocery store for the second time, he sees Lynette and the builder like making out ahead of him. And he's all like, what was me a bit? And then he's like, I need a joint. Okay, that sucks, though. That's it does. I'll yes, give that him does. that. That's shitty. That's a shitty yeah. thing to spot witness. Yeah. Um, He's sparking up his spliff and <laughs> ding dong. It's your granny. And she's 20 minutes early which irritates him even more because he likes being late Mm. um but he's like fuck it and greets her with a joint in hand and very disheveled she of course is dressed smart and looks at him in horror um and she he's just like i literally just don't care right now because he can't stop thinking about Lynette and plus she isn't even the sweet old lady that I thought she was going to be she's a stiff trout and she's stuffy and she didn't even bring me a cake a stiff trout (laughs) hate that and then we get a little another little bit of Terry's penguin blog this is dated November 10th 2012 Um, she's talking about survival in Antarctica which is tricky business She's talking about um, emperor male emperor penguins who go without eating for for four months while the women em- penguins go and bring home dat bacon dough. Hell yeah. Um, then she's talking about their Adelies, whatever we're going to call them, <laughs> the penguins <laughs> that they look at. And she remarks on how they're a bit more sensible since they breed in November, which is Antarctica spring, when the conditions are a little bit easier, but it is still, but they still need to be obviously incredibly tough to survive. Now we're getting some insight from Granny V. Mm-hmm. She says, quote, I've done whatever I had to do in order to survive, which I'm thinking is giving us some insight into her past as well. So she's trying to accept that 
she needs to meet Patrick where he's at because she is disappointed with what she has uncovered. However, she's definitely also not doing that. So <laughs> it is what it is. Um, Like I said, she's not impressed with him or how he's presenting himself. She deliberately came early to see how he truly lived. And she is 100p regretting that decision, as you do. I would fucking hate that if you say you're going to be there at a certain time. Don't come fucking early unless you give me a heads up. Hate it. Hate it. Okay. So we find out that Patrick's father only stuck around for a week after he was born. And he asked Veronica if she's going to tell him what happened. Um, she tells him that she hasn't seen him since he was a baby when he was adopted and his adoptive parents moved to Canada. And later on in life, she learned that he died from climbing in the Rockies. Um, it was super sad for Veronica when she learned that he had died, obviously, her only son. Um, however, something that Veronica didn't consider is that Patrick is also learning about his father's death for the first time from her in that moment <laughs> true um so she gave the baby up for adoption because she was young and unmarried we find out that veronica will be 86 on june 21st which is next thursday um and also that veronica is a millionaire <laughs> just like super cash cash i've got lots of money no worries. yeah yeah um, she ends up asking Patrick a few questions because she doesn't want to be rude. Um, and then she pieces out. She's like, I got to get out of here. I don't want to be mm-hmm. here anymore. This is not what I thought it was going to be. Got to go. You got to go. Okay. We're still with Veronica. And when she gets home, Eileen asks her, when is your grandson coming to visit? And she responds with never. I hope. <laughs> um, cool, cool, cool. Um, she's looking forward to putting the locket back in the box and returning it back to the depths of that room so that she can forget all over again. And it should never have been unearthed in the first place. Um, she settles some regrets. Yeah. Big regrets. (laughs) Um, she settles in to watch Robert Saddleborough, Bow, Saddleborough, Burrow, David Attenborough. David Attenborough. Uh, oh, Bo, yeah. Bo, Burrow, Burrow. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. Um, and he's speaking about obviously the penguins and climate change. And Veronica is delighted by the Adelie pum- pe- pumpkins, penguins. Hmm? <laughs> um, they, uh, Dave Robert ends up, I keep on saying David. Now it's in my head. Sorry. Um, don't sue me. <laughs> um, uh, he's interviewing the scientists that are studying the penguins in the Antarctica, and they call themselves penguinologists, which is cute. Um, their mission is to try and figure out why the penguin population is dra- uh, dropping drastically each year, um, but their funding is running out. Um Robert explains that if people want to know more, that they should just look for Terry's Penguin blog, which provides real-time updates from Locket Island, which then Veronica wonders if that's a coincidence or an omen. She adds some more words to her mirror. 
um, which are the penguins, the Adelie penguins, Antarctica, and Locket Island. Um, and then that evening, she's dreaming about penguin, about a penguin with a locket around its neck. Her, well, she's very young, and then everything white is white. And when the penguin goes to speak, the phone starts ringing. And she's like, it's 9.30 p.m. Who rings at this hour? But we find out that it's Patrick. And he says, hey, Granny, which she hates. And then he says, happy birthday. But, like, when was it again? Sorry, can't remember. <laughs> Yikes. He's asking if Eileen is her carer. And this makes her really mad because she's like, I don't need nobody to look after me. I'm an independent um, woman. And he asks if they could start over um and yes he's she figures that he's just thinking about her money not actually wanting to connect and he's she's decided that there's no way patrick is getting his grubby little hands on my cash ola so patrick's inner voice was telling him to call veronica for some reason and he feels like that combo was a total flop which it was (laughs) yep uh, so what does he do? The only thing that you would do in that situation, he texts Gav and wants to go for a beer. Obviously. So they meet up at the bar and Gav tells him to try again with Granny B. So back at the flat, Patrick is trying to keep up with everything so he doesn't get behind on his chores again and have the disarray that he was living in during his depression time. Um, and he ends up baking the cake that he was going to make for Veronica because he had all of the ingredients and he gives it to Gav as a little like thank you for everything he's done for him lately which sounds it's like he's like going through it and he's kind of self-absorbed but he's also a good person it's like I don't know how I feel about him yet I know I know I know it's like his motives are there but then they're also not like they're Mm. good and they're also Mm. bad He's giving me a Lev vibe. True. Lev he's an in-betweener. Yeah, he's an in-betweener. Um, so he almost gets hit by a lorry, which I think is a taxi. A lorry um, is like a big delivery vehicle. Oh, okay. So he almost gets hit by a fucking delivery vehicle. And he starts to wonder who would miss him if he died. He's realizing that he doesn't have any family. Like, he doesn't have anyone. Um, we find out a little bit more about Patrick's past. He grew up in five different foster families, which I was when I started to kind of feel bad for him. Like once you get a little bit more background info, um, when he was 17 years old, he started working in a garage. When he met Lynette, she was stranded on the side of the road and he ended up fixing her car and she decided to try to save him. So it sounds like their relationship was doomed from the beginning, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we also find out that his mom never talked about his dad and would just tell him that he didn't have one when he asked about him so that's traumatic like that's a core memory mm-hmm. that his mom was giving him about not having a dad like that kind of sucks um, then we also find out that his mom died by suicide when Patrick was six she left him with the babysitter and put stones into her pockets and walked into the sea so mm-hmm. that's complicated um again after patrick almost got hit by the car and he's reflecting he's just depressed and lonely and grief stricken um 
now we are back to Terry's penguin bug. And we find out that the penguins never give up like Sooty. That's what you said. I said Sooty. Um, Sooty? Yeah, which like Sooty so- makes like more sense. So- I get it. I get oh, okay. it. Okay, sorry. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, and Sooty is still sitting on the nest. Um, and this weird gal penguin who decides to climb an iceberg um but she has to make several attempts to get to the top and she finally does for literally no reason like it's just something that she wanted to do and something to do she just needs something to do and uh terry wrote quote you have to admire that kind of persistence (laughs) veronica she's remarking on how about 70 years ago all of her dreams evaporated so then that would have been when she was 14 or 16. Sorry. Maths. You went the other way. You went the other way. Yes, I went the other way. <laughs> yes, I did. Um, uh, but after reading all of her diaries, it's given her a boost and has reminded me about the spark that she used to have. Um, she used to rise to any occasion and now she's determined to do something with her life before it's too late. Um, and she doesn't want it to just be about her money, but she wants it to be with her life, not just throwing money at things. She thought that the connection connecting with this new family member would have done the trick, but obviously nope. Um, the next time Veronica looks at herself in the mirror, she sees the fire in her eye again. And then Eileen's all like, what's up with the writing on the mirrors? I'll clean it if you want me to. And she's like, no, those are my notes. You can clean everywhere, but <laughs> even though my memory is 100%, it's just a reminder. Don't touch <laughs> the bottom of the mirror. Yeah. Reluctantly, though, she asks for her help because she's planning a trip to the South Shetland- Shetlands, um, which then Aline is like, ooh, that sounds nice and warm and exotic. And she's like, it's in an- Antarctica. So, no, you're wrong. <laughs> Idiot. Um, she needs her computer knowledge about the World Wide Web to send an email to the camp on Locket Island. All right. So the letter to the scientists from Veronica pretty much just says that she's considering leaving them a large sum of money in her will. And she wants to come and check them out to make sure they are a worthy cause. Um. When Eileen sends this email to the scientist, she also includes a personal note saying, maybe they shouldn't take this too seriously because Veronica often changes her mind. So the scientists write back and they tell Veronica that there is no room no room to host her, but they have attached a fact sheet that she might find beneficial. Veronica writes back saying that they would get about 7 million pounds, which is quite that's Um, a large sum yep and that she's already booked her flights and will be there december 8th and that she will provide them with 400 pounds per night for her stay xoxo veronica (laughs) exactly exactly um they end up writing back to eileen and they tell her that they are alarmed and veronica's plan is not practical they're like she cannot come this is not a thing she writes back that she cannot stop her, and it's only for three weeks. <laughs> like, they're 
their exchange is so funny. It is. So they write back and they ask for a family member's contact and Eileen provides them with Patrick's email address. Um, They email him telling him he needs to change her mind and they even end up sending a follow-up email and they get no response. They write to Eileen again saying, Veronica cannot come. Like, this cannot happen. They're pretty much like, stop, stop this. And Eileen writes back saying, quote, I'm sure everything will be fine. (laughs) Don't worry about it. It's It's just too good. It's just too good. Love Eileen. And (laughs) I loved that. It was awesome. (laughs) It's fine. She's going to do what she's going to do. You just see it like heightened when she's like, I've booked my flight and be there December 8th. They're like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. no. Undo, undo, undo. Yeah, exactly. We don't want your money. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Um, okay, so we're with Patrick. And he's gotten a strange email from Peng Group for Ant. <laughs> and he's not going to risk opening it because once he did that and he got a virus on his computer. So Ooh. delete both emails. Goodbye. So then... He gets a call from Eileen and he t- she tells him what's been going on, that she's obsessed with this box and she's essentially an unstoppable woman and she wants to go to Antarctica. And she- Eileen is begging Patrick to help stop her from going. And Patrick's essentially just like, she can do what she wants, but also why Antarctica? And... Eileen tells her that tells sorry Eileen tells him that she's been obsessed with penguins and wants to see them before she saves them with all of her millions of dollars. Um, she's even made me contact the scientists and book her travel, and this is all to do with her money. And she's all been like stressed about her money for these past like seems like for the past few months. And I've been trying to tell her that it's not safe. And if something happens to her, I'll never forgive myself. Which she shouldn't. She's complicit at this point. Yes, yeah. In yeah. this penguin plan. Like, she fucked <laughs> the flights and coordinated the communication. <laughs> yes, yes. She could have been like, I emailed them and they said, absolutely not, never, goodbye. And yeah. I just couldn't book your flight because there was no way to get there. That's not Yeah, they the- don't, you can't go there. It's private, it's helicopter only, and only exactly. people who are scientists get those. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, Patrick is starting to have a little bit of a soft spot for Granny mixed in with all of the dislike that he has for her, though, as well. Um, he tells Eileen that it sounds like she's going whether we like it or not. Um, <laughs> and then we get another penguin blog from Terry. This one is dated December 6th of 2012. And she's remarking on how a tobogganing penguin has always made her spy- smile. And of course, they don't do this just to have fun, but they use it for- to their advantage um they are smart animals um spending most of their time in the sea which their bodies are streamlined for and they can spend up to 15 minutes underwater um and when they are in the ocean it looks like they are just pure joy which is so cute bargaining pangers that's so cute i just love them i just love that okay so veronica is en route to antarctica she comes. Um, she's on her way. Veronica has done. Some, we find out rather that Veronica has done some traveling in the past. 
um, which she says has since been soured because of what happened in her relationship with her ex-husband. So, eat. Don't know what What's happened going there. on there. Mm-hmm. Um, Eileen has helped her prepare, and she has purchased the best and warmest gear, so she is friggin' ready to go to Antarctica. She's um, getting a gown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's also wearing her locket as she used to, and she feels that it gives her some youthful energy. So, okay, okay, I'm here for that. They're at the airport. She's like, get, they're getting ready to go. Eileen's like, no, we just got to grab a coffee first, which I'm pretty sure is a little bit of a plan because mm-hmm. Patrick arrives. And Veronica is not impressed. <laughs> He says he's there to see her off, even though she's suspicious. However, she does see in his eyes that he seems eager to please. Um, she's happy that he seems to be making more of an effort this time with his appearance and the way that he's acting acting towards her. But it is still not impressive for her. <laughs> not good enough. Nope. Eileen is sad to see Veronica off. Um, we find out that Veronica... Although she seems like she's got no heart, she's left Eileen three weeks of wages and her favorite cookies at her house. So I think she got a little bit of the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now she's on the ship and she's already seen a humpback whale, seals, and penguins, which would be very exciting. I think I would mm. lose my fucking mind. Like, that I sounds amazing. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> She's outside on the deck just watching the scenery go by and a man approaches her and he's got a camera and he asks, he's trying to make conversation with her, but she's very much trying to shut it down, but he does not get the point. So he asks her why she doesn't take any pictures and she says that she would rather look at it with her eyes and not through an electronic little box. And he's like, all right, well, I understand what you're saying now. Goodbye. (laughs) You don't want to, you're insulting me. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, tomorrow Veronica will arrive at her destination. She is very excited because it's been a while since she's been on an adventure. And I thought that was really fucking cute. 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 Okay. Veronica is arriving. She's welcomed by Dietrich and Terry. Dietrich is in his 40s. But she's surprised that Terry is, first of all, a woman, and second of all, only in her mid-twenties. Dang. They are surprised that she's even here. (laughs) (laughs) They warn her about the very basic living um, arrangement that they have, and they tell her she better look around since the ship will be here for three hours unloading and, like, re-upping our provisions um so essentially you have three hours to change your mind Um, before they don't come back for the next three weeks weeks. exactly yes (laughs) um she's just like of course she's got her mindset and she's like i came all this way to spend time with the penguins and that's what i intend on doing thank you very much (laughs) thank you and good night um (laughs) terry explains that this building was purpose built and it's prime for penguin watching um there's one more scientist that is with them his name is mike and he'll be back later he's doing obviously work um and 
they do confirm that they're still trying to figure out the decline of the penguin population. They start showing her around the lovely accommodations, which is the bathroom is fashioned with a lovely bucket toilet. And love no a bucket. Love a bucket. Yeah. As Justin would say, a bucket dump. A bucket dump. A thunderbox. Well, there's not even a box. It's just no. a bucket. Just a bucket. A bucket um, bucket. She's she's just like, perfect. This is lovely. <laughs> Love it here. Love what you've done with the place. Um, <laughs> and asks where her bedroom is, which obviously they haven't bothered making, but they don't tell. Well, they do tell her that, but I'm assuming because I didn't want to waste time. They thought she was going to peace out. Oh, probably. And to also be like, you're not welcome here. <laughs> yeah. And also, P.S. Can't you see that we don't want you here at all? <laughs> there isn't room for you. You're old. We're in the mm-hmm. Arctic. <laughs> mm-hmm. This this is not going to turn out well. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, She's just like, okay, like, I don't care. Just show me the penguins, essentially. Ter- Terry brings her out and shows her Locket Island. It's like shaped obviously like a locket. That's how it's how it got its name. And then she shows her the penguins and their pink poop. Apparently they have pink poop. <laughs> Interesting. Hmm. Um uh, they approach them and she is feeling privileged to be there, which is a different emotion that we're used to seeing from her, which has usually just been hardened and etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and her eyes start watering, but it must be from the cold and nothing else, I would assume. <laughs> um, Terry informs her that the penguins aren't scared of humans and she, uh, Veronica finds this perfect. So she's able to examine them closely and delighted by each penguin that she encounters. Terry snaps a picture of her, which Veronica obviously disapproves of. And she's like, I wish I could use it on the blog, but I won't, I promise. Um, Veronica has taken a bit of a liking to Terry. And then Terry's all like, oh, shoot, the ship's ship's going to leave in 45 minutes. We got to get you back or they're going to be pissed. Or we're going to be stuck with you for three whole fucking weeks. Yeah, and we don't want to to be here. (laughs) No. Well, that's that's what we that's all she wrote this week. That's all she wrote this week. (laughs) next week we're reading chapters 15 to 29 though so yeah and i mean obviously veronica is gonna get stuck on locket or Mm -hmm. gonna stay on locket island for the next Mm -hmm. three weeks Mm -hmm. what are you guessing will patrick appear but he can yeah true he can't technically i wonder if they connect via email maybe Maybe okay. I feel like or... this picture of Veronica also comes into play somehow. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, maybe Terry ends up like not keeping up with her promise, posts her because she was saying like, "Oh, this could be great for traction on our blog mm-hmm. or whatever," mm-hmm. showing like an elderly woman interacting with mm-hmm. Penguin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, true. That will probably come back into play. Maybe like. Robert Saddlebrow or whatever his name is will like see the photo want to come out and feature it and because he's bringing a whole TV crew he can probably come and then Patrick will just hop on that boat he'll hitch a ride there he'll hitch a ride there or she stays for the three weeks they do their penguin shit then he comes and picks her up and maybe they stay another three weeks or some shit six weeks with the penguins 
Well, I'm wondering because they say that there's enough room for five of them and there's three there. So already. So then another two would be five. Sorry. True. 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 And maybe they connect that way. And he's like, I'm okay with not being a millionaire if you want to give the money away to the penguins. True. True. Or she's not even rich at all. And she's just like, tricked you. Nah, she's rich. She got that house. She got that good old house. With Something's obviously happening. I mean, we've got the money. We've got the penguins. We've got the son that she gave up for adoption. And then we've got Patrick. Yeah. So, like, something's obviously... We know the Mm storyline. We probably know where it's sort of going. But -hmm. what's going to happen in between? Well, I want to know what's up with her ex-husband and why that's sour now. Yes. And I wonder what she'll think when she finds out. I have a feeling that um, Patrick's dad maybe didn't even know that he fathered. Like, I have a feeling that he wasn't around Mm -hmm. for a week. Like, he just had no idea. True. Yeah. I'm wondering. Yeah. Cause no, if, no, I'm assuming that the mom obviously is mentally unwell. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, maybe, yeah, you're right. I, that's a good point. And then I didn't mention it, but I think it was probably one of my chapters where Veronica had con- decided to contact, like find out her about her son and mm-hmm. he had already passed, but she did find out that he had gone to England for a short amount of time and visited on like vacation or whatever. And that would have been when he met Patrick's mom. So maybe, maybe Patrick will get some closure with that, knowing that his dad mm-hmm. probably did want to be a part of his life, but just didn't know that he existed. True. I think they're both going to grow in, as humans and be happy. <laughs> But if Veronica dies, I'm going to be so fucking pissed. As long as if if she were to pass, as long as her life has been fulfilled, that would be okay. And if she dies in her sleep, no harm. And then I hope they put her in a penguin hole. Yeah, exactly. They take her <laughs> and, and she gets just... buried at sea. Yeah. Um... <laughs> she does a toboggan into the hole. <laughs> her corpse. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, goodbye. Okay, bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.